Good morning. Welcome to 49ers in 5, your daily update on everything happening with the team that you need to know. I'm Rob Stats Carrera. Today is Monday, January 16th, 2023. Here's what's happening with your San Francisco 49ers. Birdie going to throw back middle, wide open Debo Samuel. Down the sideline, 50, 40, Debo 30, Debo 20, Debo 10, Debo touchdown! San Francisco! I know they played on Saturday, but who cares? That is how it sounded on KMBR when Debo Samuel ran roughshod right through the Seahawks defense in the 49ers 41-23 win. There are so many notes coming out of this one. It is hard to pick which ones to share with you. Let's start here. That play to Debo Samuel was the second longest postseason play in 49ers franchise history. The 505 total yards of offense was the third highest postseason total in franchise history. And we haven't even gotten to Brock Purdy yet. 332 passing yards. That is the highest playoff total for any 49ers quarterback not named Joe Montana. Hell, it was the highest total for a rookie in his first playoff game since Sammy Baugh 86 years ago. And if you need more, Purdy is the first rookie quarterback in the Super Bowl era with at least three passing touchdowns and a rushing touchdown in a postseason game. This comment afterwards might help you understand how he was able to do it. Once the game started, it was all, hey, it's 11 on 11. I got to do my job. I got to get it to the guys um, when they're in space and and uh, go from there. But, you know, we didn't make it more than what it was. Um, I mean, you could feel it in the first half in terms of, you know, Seattle's playing really good football. Um, you know, it's playoff football. Everyone plays their best football. So um, I feel like that was just something that we had in the back of our minds, too. But um, overall, it wasn't, you know, oh, my gosh, we're in the playoffs. You know, we got to get all tense or anything like that. So we just got to play our game and let everything else fall into place. It took Brock a few plays to settle down. But once he did, this offense could not be stopped. The defense, on the other hand, had its moments in this game, good and bad. They gave up another 50-yard touchdown, but they also came up with a huge strip sack in the third quarter. Fred Warner, what's up with that? I know one play doesn't doesn't define a game, you know, and, and when it, especially when it happens that early, there's so much more football left to be played. You know, it's more about keeping confidence within the guys and and knowing that it's a next play, best play mentality. You know, it's it's before the game we talk about playing 60 minutes. You're not 15, not 30, like you got to play a full 60. In the playoffs, it's it's, it's playoff football. You know, it's not going to be easy. Um, you know, so it's, it's all about just staying even killed. Here are the Seahawks' second half possessions. Fumble, punt, interception, and then a meaningless touchdown against the Niners' backups. Let's hope the defense we saw in the second half shows up right away in the divisional round. Now, this is just my theory. But I think part of the reason the team wasn't quite as intense as normal right out of the gate is because they kind of didn't have anything to play for the last three weeks. Listen to Kyle Shanahan after the game. Our internal pressure is we think we got a really good team and we don't want today to be our last day with this team. And but that is the reality of the playoffs. All you got guaranteed is three and a half hours um, once we clinched. Um, earlier this year up there, you know, we knew we were guaranteed the playoffs. So that was kind of the first feeling that we've had in a while of like, wow, if we don't handle our business this week, um, this week's over, this season's over. And we love this team um, for a number of reasons. And I'm glad we got another week. 
Kyle told multiple broadcast crews since they clinched the division that he wasn't quite comfortable with not having as much to play for down the stretch. Yes, there were seeding implications, but that's not the same as when your back is against the wall and you have to win to stay alive to get into the playoffs. The Niners have been kind of out of that mode for almost a month. And I think it took about a half of football before they kind of snapped out of that comfort zone and started playing with their backs against the wall. We always give you one thing to read, one thing to watch, and one thing you might have missed. One thing to read on this Monday. You know what I'm going to say. NinersNation.com. Winners and losers. Biggest takeaways from the game. Grades. We got it all for you. So smash that refresh button. One thing to watch. It's Monday Night Football tonight. The Giants upset the Vikings yesterday. And since they are now the lowest seed left in the playoffs... They are going to face the Eagles on Saturday, which means the Niners get the winner of tonight's game, either the Cowboys or the Bucks, and they will play Sunday at either noon or 3.30 p.m. Pacific time. One thing you may have missed, the Niners, they're going to be rested. Not only are they going to have an extra day to prepare this week, but they also had only one defensive starter play more than 50 snaps in the last two games, and that's D'Amador Lenore who played 52 snaps in Week 18. So the Niners are going to be healthy and they're going to be pretty rested for this time of year, which is obviously a beautiful thing. That's a wrap on today's 49ers and 5. Please rate, review, and follow the Niners Nation Podcast Network. Enjoy your Monday, everybody. I'm Rob Guerrera. We'll talk tomorrow.